Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be continuing our series on Christ, our Healer. And today we're going to be focusing in on, well, really expanding on this idea of the importance of simple obedience. We've touched a little bit on simple obedience and the necessity for simple obedience while looking at James chapter 5 a few days ago. But we're going to continue this and to really see this idea of healing and the necessity for simple obedience and how there's power in simple obedience. Uh, We're going to read 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. But but I do just want to say before we get into this that it is really important uh, to understand these doctrines and to see how they play out in Scripture so that we can see how they play out into our life, because 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all Scripture is profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God, it says in verse 17, may be thoroughly equipped and ready for every good work. And of course, this is something that God has given us, and it is something that is important, and it's seen time and time and time again all throughout Scripture, and this is the doctrine of healing. I mean, we see it all throughout Scripture, whether it's the Old Testament, whether it's the Gospels, whether it's Acts, uh, we see all kinds of healing that's there. Now, there's a couple things to remember when it comes to healing, because uh, perhaps you're needing healing in your life, or perhaps you know somebody who needs healing in their life. This healing that God brings isn't unconditional. There's there's conditions that must be met. A lot of times we see that it's it's faith. That's something that we often see in the New Testament. Uh, and it's not just faith, because some people like to go and say, oh, well, you just didn't have enough faith. Well, that's possible. Maybe you didn't have enough faith. Maybe you weren't exercising your faith, but there's other things as well. Perhaps you were going and regarding iniquity in your heart. Well, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Perhaps uh, you were not in righteousness because it says the prayer of a righteous man avails much. Perhaps you didn't have faith. That's that's another thing. Uh, but also, perhaps you weren't really acting in simple obedience, and that's one of the things that we're going to see. Perhaps you weren't connected to uh, a a church. Perhaps you're you're going out there, or the person that you're thinking of is going out there and. They're not connected to a local church. Well, grace flows sideways from the local church. Uh, Perhaps uh, there isn't the right kind of leadership. Perhaps the leadership isn't acting in simple obedience in James chapter 5. It's not just that the person who needs healing has something that that they need to do, but it is also that the elders of the church had something that they need to do, and that's important to go into understand as well. Perhaps you're disconnected from the Word of God in Psalm 107. We see how important it is to be connected to the Word of God, but today we're going to really be looking a little bit more at that idea of simple obedience in 2 Kings chapter 5. And that's going to be our scripture reading here this morning. So let's go ahead and check out 2 Kings chapter 5. And it says this, Now Naaman, uh, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids, and they brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. 
And Naaman went in, and he told his master, saying, Thus and thus says the girl, who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed, and he took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, servant, that Uh, to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened that when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and his chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman came furious, and he went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me, and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place, and heal the leprosy. Are not uh, the Abana and the uh, Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be uh, clean? So he turned and he went away in rage. And a servant came near to him and spoke to him, saying, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and he dipped seven times in the Jordan, according uh, to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God and all of his aides, and he came and he stood before him and he said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. So Naaman said, Then, uh, if not, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth, for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifices to other gods, but to the Lord. Yet, Uh, In this thing, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the temple of Rimon uh, to worship there, and he leans on my hand, and I bow down in the temple of Rimon, when I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord please pardon your servant of this thing. Then he said unto him, Go in peace. And he departed from him a short distance. Uh, But Gazi, the servant of Elisha, And the man of God said, Look, my master has spared Naaman the Syrian while not receiving from his hand what he brought. But as the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gazi pursued Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from his chariot to meet him. And he said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me uh, from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So Naaman said, please take two talents. And he urged him and he bound two talents of silver and two bags with him, two changes of garments. And he handed them to uh, to two of his servants and they carried them on ahead of him. 
When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and he stored them away in the house. And then he let the men go and they departed. Now he went in and stood before his master, Elisha, and he said to him, Where did you go, Gazi? And he said unto him, Your servant did not go anywhere. Then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and receive clothing, olive groves and vineyard, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from the presence of the leprous uh, as white as snow. Now we see here a few things that I think it's important that we we really see when it comes to healing. The first one is, it's just this example of Naaman, and this is really where I want to focus in here this morning, uh, but we're probably going to touch on a couple of other things as well. Naaman, of course, is this great commander uh, from Syria, and he has all these things going for him. He's a mighty man. He's, he's a man of valor. He's got all this kind of stuff going for him. Uh, in fact, he's gotten had great victories uh, because the Lord's hand was upon him. But he had leprosy. He had leprosy. And then when he had leprosy, he heard about this great prophet. And, you know, this is important to go and to understand, first of all, where this starts. It, it starts with understanding that you need to be drawn to the people of God. You need to be drawn to the people of God. If you need healing in your life, you one of the things that you can get into a habit of, and this is a, a problem, when, when you become sick, especially if it's a chronic illness, especially if it's a big disease or uh, or something like that, a big sickness that, that is going to go on for a long time, is that there's a temptation, and I've seen this time and time again, where instead of being drawn towards the people of God, you become reclusive towards the people of God. You become reclusive towards the people of God, and in doing so, well, you cut yourself off from the grace of God's because God's grace flows sideways. But Naaman, when he heard about a true servant of God, somebody who is who, who is God's man, he goes and he says, look, I, I'm going to go to that man for help. And, and so he ends up going and, and really you know, prepared to, to go and to do quite a bit, but he goes to this man. He goes to this man. Of course, this is Elisha, who he ends up going to eventually. Now, Elisha goes, and he doesn't even go out to talk to Naaman, which uh, it kind of causes a little bit of a problem. But he sends his servant, uh, and he just tells his servant, look, go dip in the Jordan River seven times. And Naaman then responds poorly. He gets really mad. He goes, are you kidding me? There's better rivers in Syria. I cannot believe that you're asking me to go to do this. But then one of Naaman's sermons come and he says, hey, if he had asked you to done something great, wouldn't you have done something great? Why not do this little thing? And this is something that is so important to understand. You know, it's not just that you need to be connected to the people of God, although that's important when it comes to healing. If you want to receive healing, you must be connected to the people of God. But the second thing is, is that you need to find simple obedience. Simple obedience. You know, so many times we let this big thing get in the way of receiving God's blessing of receiving God's grace, and that's called pride. You know, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And Naaman, while he was proud and he was saying, look, I, I'm not 
going to do the simple thing. I'm not going to do this little thing that you ask me. I mean, I'm above that. Well, what happens to Naaman? No healing. He stays in sickness. He stays in disease. He stays in his illness. It clings to him. But as soon as he went and he obeyed, he dipped in the Jordan seven times. If you go dip in the Jordan seven times, you're not going to be healed because it doesn't have to do with the Jordan and it doesn't have to go and, and do with dipping in seven times. It has to do with the simple obedience and the humility it takes to have simple obedience. You see, not only do you need to be connected to God's people, drawn to God's people, near God's people so that grace can flow sideways, but you also have to have humility. You know, in Scripture, in James chapter 5, when it talks about when you get a serious illness in your life, a serious sickness in your life, you need to go and to, 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 to call for the elders. Well, most of the time, that means you're, you're going to be going forward or you're going to be going and talking to them, but you're, you're calling for them. Then it says that you need to confess your sins, and then it says that they're going to lay hands on you and anoint you with oil for the prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, what does that mean? It means you need to go and you need to call for them and you need to say, look, I'm, I'm sick. I've, I've got this problem. And then they need to go and to lay hands on you and they need to pray for you. Anoint your head with oil. You need to confess your sins. You know, these are the things that are sometimes difficult to do. It's difficult sometimes to go forward when you need help, to ask for help, because that's what it's saying to do. Sometimes then it's difficult to obey the simple things. You, you know, sometimes when it comes to healing, the, it's not just this concept of, of, wow, miraculous healing, although that certainly can happen, but sometimes you simply need to listen to the advice of those who God puts over you, and you should really listen to your pastor's advice especially when it comes to health issues, especially when it comes to sickness and all of these things like this and, and disease, but because he might have some wisdom for you that you need to hear, and it might be wisdom that was given to him from God to go and to look out and to shepherd you. You know, there are story after story after story that I could tell you of somebody who didn't listen to their pastor. I could tell you some personal stories of mine of people not listening to me. But I can also could tell you several stories where they didn't listen to their pastor, where they said, you know what, I'm going to go and do it my way. I'm not going to go dip in the Jordan seven times. I've got a better idea. Now, I'm not saying that pastors can't be wrong, because they certainly can be. But I'm telling you, if you're going to receive grace, you're humbling yourself, and you're going to them, specifically calling for them to pray over you. Well, don't you think in that moment, God is going and giving your pastor the wisdom that he needs to impart to you, the grace that you need? Because after all, you're acting in obedience in order to receive the grace of God and in order to receive the wisdom of God. I certainly think that's generally the case. 
Of course, there are times when you've got people who are deceived, you've got pastors who are deceived. I, I understand that. But in the general process, that's how it's supposed to work. So if you're calling for your pastor to go and to pray for you, you should certainly be willing to listen to what he has to say, specifically when it comes to your health. I tell you, save people a whole lot of problems if they would. It really would. But I want you to realize Naaman went and he washed seven times in the Jordan and he was healed. It was a miraculous thing. He was healed. Prophet didn't have to come out and do anything, right? He was just listening to God. But there are so many things that we look at in our life. It's not just listening to the pastor, but there are so many things in our life that we look at and we say, man, simple obedience. Do we follow that simple obedience? You, you know, one time I was talking to somebody about communion and they're, they're a big germaphobe and they were saying, look, I, I don't take communion because I mean, what a petri dish of all kinds of illnesses and disease right there. So I don't do that. Well, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. But he also says that you need to examine yourself. So it's not just that you should be taking communion, but that you should be taking communion in the right way. Do you do that? Do you actually examine your life before you take communion? Do you prepare yourself to take communion? You know, simple obedience. Jesus says, enter into my gates with thanksgiving and into my courts with praise. It's what the Word of God says in Psalm 100. Do you actually go before God with thanksgiving and praise in your mouth? Do you actually do that? Do you have that simple obedience? It says in Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands with sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Do you stay away from those kinds of people? Then it gives a positive, but he meditates on the Word of God day and night. Do you do that? Do you meditate on God's word? Do you think on God's word? Are these things that you actually do in your life? Do you have simple obedience? Because if you can't get the simple things down, if you can't find that simple obedience, the reality of it is, is that you're going to be cut off from the grace of God flowing into your life to bring the healing that you need. So what do we see here today? Three things. One, you need to be connected to the grace of God by being drawn to the people of God. Be around the people of God. Even if you're sick, even if you're struggling with a chronic illness, don't cut yourself off from the people of God. The second thing is, is that you got to humble yourself. Don't cut yourself off from the grace of God, especially to get healing by being prideful. And the third thing is, is that you just need to find the simple things that God tells you to do and you need to obey them. Simple obedience. Humble yourself. Be connected to the people of God. Those are three key ingredients when it comes to healing and the healing that God can bring and wants to bring in your life. The question is, are you doing that today? Well, thank you for listening today. Remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it The song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith Even now while you wait Lift up a victory shout has already begun. Know that God's up to something.